This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 19. I told you so. Of the In Between podcast, where you'll hear conversations on marriage, parenting, faith, and everything in between. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. Well, today we're going to be talking about how to handle and resolve conflict. Right. And we had mentioned last week uh, about this topic, and we were saying that we will probably have some pretty epic fights because oh, we're talking yes. about this. Yes. Now, they may not have been epic because we've kind of learned how to quickly diffuse them early on, but we True. sure did have conflict. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, that's natural, right? Yeah, I think no matter is. what, especially uh, if you spend a lot of time together and mm-hmm. live in the same household, whether it be siblings or, uh, you know, family or whatnot, and especially husband and wife, that there will be times, I am sure, that someone is going to blow a fuse yeah. and have, you know, one of those epic fights or... It'll be the little mini ones Mm. where it's maybe someone's misinterpreting a comment or not feeling heard, not feeling listened to, you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Conflict is normal. Conflict is natural. What's not natural is harboring it, remembering it. Keeping score. Yeah. Holding it over the other person. And to never have conflict is actually a danger sign as well. Mm-hmm, because you're probably not actually communicating. Mm-hmm, precisely. So what's what's fascinating, though, and we've seen this uh, between us and also with uh, those who are closest to us, uh, those are often the people that can, I mean, they hold the greatest power to hurt us. So today's in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about how to identify conflict, how to deal with it, a few different tips and tricks to, to catch yourself as well, mm-hmm. and to be able to resolve it quickly when it happens. Not if it happens, when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because you know, it's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> now, before we get into that, let's actually read a review. This one is from Youth Dude. I love the I love everyone's nicknames yeah. or not nicknames IDs. Uh, the the title is finally a podcast I can enjoy with my wife. Five stars. I love podcasts uh, and I listen to a lot of them. I've tried to get my wife interested in some of them, but she has not been on board at all until now. With the in between podcasts, we can listen at each of our conveniences and then discuss about it later. I love that it's something that we can both learn from. Oh, I love how it's giving them topics to talk about. Yeah. Hopefully not fight about. <laughs> now, but you know. <laughs> youth, youth dude, thank you so much for for sharing that with us because, and, and for everyone who has left a review, because we read every single one we of them do. and it's, it, it's so encouraging. Right? It really it's, is. I mean, we're not doing this podcast because someone's paying us to do it. I mean, it'd be nice, but that's not why we're doing it. We're not doing this to get rich or famous or anything like that. We just had this conviction uh, when over Christmas, this mm-hmm. last Christmas, where we were like, you know what, let's, uh, there, there are only so many people we can have around our dinner table. And when mm-hmm. we have people around our dinner table, it's not like they are quiet and we just talk and we are sages and they're, <laughs> you know, our little padded ones. No, I mean, we love doing life. 
with one another. And as we go through topics, things come up that we've learned, that we are wrestling through, that we are growing from. So that's the heart of our podcast. We just want to help. We just want to help wherever you are. And, and the fact that you now, this is a new opportunity for you and your wife to connect with each mm-hmm. other. Man, if there's anyone else doing that, please leave that in a rating and review. We'd love to hear that. Yeah. And any other ways that you are using this, that that it's helping you, please leave that um, in a rating and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts because it helps a ton and we are super encouraged by it. All right. Well, let's now kind of, I guess, start this off by sharing a few of our epic fights. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'll see that we're pretty good at fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are. Now, the first one came before. Now, obviously, there are way more than these stories that we're about to share with you. But the first one came actually while we were engaged, engaged, getting uh, preparing to get ready and preparing to get ready, preparing to get ready, preparing (laughs) to get married and the whole registry. Oh, so I remember it's our first time going in. The lady hands us this like scanning gun and she basically said, make this your most amazing epic wish list. You know what? People want to spend $200 on spoons for you. So go and choose the $200 Literally, spoons. literally. Now she... thinking back about it, I'm like, man, she must make like a cut off of this no or kidding. something. Yeah. Like, it was a department really? store. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. We're going to go to a friend's wedding. I'm sorry. I'm not going to spend $200 on spoons. Yeah. No, it's because you don't need two hundred dollars. So exactly, you need two hundred dollars worth of like kitchen, like hardcore ch- kitchen gadgets. You mm-hmm. don't need two hundred dollars spoons. But anyway, so I think us being youthful, a little bit of naiveness happening, we went in there and we we're like, okay, let's just go scan everything because everybody wants to drop money on us. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what we did. We started like, oh, okay, well, you like this? Yeah, okay, scan that. Do you like this? Yeah, yeah I want this. Okay. So the thing that we quickly realized uh, is that our taste are kind of similar, but really different at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I remember our premarital counselor saying, it's not about compromising. It's about agreement. Mm. So compromising, you always feel like you're giving up something where it's like, okay, I'll, I'll give into this so that next time when Daniel won something, they'll be like, Hey, Hey, do you remember that time? Yeah. Now you owe me one versus agreement takes a lot of time and a lot of work, but then both of you are satisfied. And so we took that to heart and we went on our gift registry searching three times and we would scan and unscan and scan and unscan. And do you remember this? Yeah, I do. I mean, how many times did we scan and unscan plates? Like we changed plates. I think seven different times. And then in the end, we didn't even get plates from there. We got them from a completely different store. Which we still use. We do. Yeah, we still have that. And actually, we have the same silverware as well. Mm -hmm. So, but do you remember we were so like, just say yes to me. I know. It really was. And for me, I don't really like making, I, there's a lot of stuff I don't really care about. But dishes you currently cared about. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, you know how it is. Even in the car when we're like, oh, what do we listen to? What do we want to listen to on road trips? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, whatever. Just let's listen to whatever. That doesn't I don't actually care. mean whatever. And then no. you are like, oh, how about this? And I was like, no, I don't want to listen to that. How about this? No. no. <laughs> and then I'm like, how about this? And you're like, okay. <laughs> do you, how about you just choose? <laughs> yeah. And, and so it, it, that kind of came up in 
our selection of dishes. Another conflict that kind of is, is brought to mind, it was just kind of right before we started recording, we're like, Monopoly! Remember Monopoly How at your cousin's house? <laughs> yes, we never play Monopoly on... We're good if we're on the same team. Yes. And you know what? We could probably... It's. I think we've matured enough that we could probably... No, I don't think yeah, okay, so. Okay, okay, maybe we haven't. <laughs> Still but, very immature. <laughs> and it was so bad because it was me and you and was it two of your cousins? No, it was just one cousin. Okay, so we were playing and no, 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 it was two. One of them left because oh. the conflict was so bad. Oh, well, yeah. Brutal. So <laughs> it was it was something about trading and maybe one of the cousins didn't really know how to play. Or he and, just didn't care. Yeah, he, he wants to really, help everybody. Exactly. Like, that's his and I was like, no, you can't do that. And you're, you know, uber competitive. Uber competitive to the point where one of them left. The other one was like, yeah, I'm going to go upstairs. <laughs> and we were like so upset at each other. Yeah. And then we realized this is the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> it's we didn't monopoly. realize like in the moment. No, no, it no, It was no, like no, no, three no. hours of like the cold shoulder. Like, how dare you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as you were mentioning at the top of the episode, we this past week, uh, what was it? One of the things that we do when we wake up, um, you'll often kind of move the curtains. You'll open up the curtains yes. and undo the blinds. And when you open up the curtain, you uh, the curtain rod came off. Yeah, it was stuck. And I am five foot one. <laughs> and the curtains are, I don't know, I think we have like 10 foot ceilings in yeah. our house or yeah. something. So I even got out a stool, mm-hmm. my like step stool that I keep in the closet very nearby. And I got it out and I still couldn't reach <laughs> it. I'm like, are you kidding me? So while this was all happening, I was cooking, right? I think it was like Saturday morning Brunch, or something probably. like that. Yes, yeah, so I was cooking, getting everything ready. And I don't know what happened. Or what I said, or what I didn't say, or what I, I've no. All I remember is you're up there trying to mm-hmm. fix it, and you you look at me and you call me grumpy, and then I'm like, I am not grumpy. <laughs> well, yes, you are. Well, to well now I'm grumpy because you called me grumpy, but I wasn't grumpy, and I was like, you're you're totally projecting your frustration onto me. And I, I totally got grumpy after that. Like, I got pretty upset. Yeah, you didn't want to talk after. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy, cold shoulder. Yeah, and I don't even know how we resolved that, but we resolved it pretty quickly. I'm pretty sure I was like, I'm sorry for calling you grumpy. Yeah, and I was like, I'm sorry as well. And then we kissed and I did the curtain rod. So, And then we ate breakfast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So as as you probably can can see in our stories... Identifying conflict is actually one of those things that is the first thing that you need to get better at. Mm -hmm. Because I remember early on in our marriage, it took us a long time just to identify. And and, and of course, we knew that we were fighting with one another, but identifying where the conflict started, Mm -hmm. what it was a result of, because you need to know that before you can take the first steps to to begin resolving it. Right. And we had talked about it in previous episodes that sometimes there's a time, a better time to be able to bring up an issue versus there are other times, let's say like you're super tired, it's really late, or you're hangry. And those are really not probably the the greatest times to be able to talk things through. Mm-hmm. So just even being able to identify that, being like, hey, we it seems like this 
topic or this discussion is escalating at an exponential rate when I don't think it's really has to. So do we like are we tired? Are we hungry? Do we need to just take a breather? Maybe go outside and take a quick walk or, you know, have 10 minutes to ourselves, whatnot. So I think that would be a a good step to take. Yeah. So depending on whether you are a verbal processor or an internal processor, that's going to look different for everyone. So Christina likes talking things through sometimes. I mean, yes. and, and other times you kind of shut down. And I'm I'm not really a talking things through kind of person. No, you're very quiet. Not even like a hmm. Uh, yeah, I just don't want to talk. So there are times, remember when we were getting to know each other more in the early stages of marriage, where I would be talking to you and you wouldn't say anything. Like you wouldn't ask you a question. Doesn't even have to be in a fight. I'd ask you a question and you would be quiet. And it was like, hello, are you listening to me? Like, and you're like, no, no, I, I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, but you have to say like, hey, yeah. mm-hmm. give me a second. I'm thinking because I can't read your mind. Yeah. And I've heard that from other people too. So it's really been an effort for me to say, and this was pre-smartphone mm-hmm. as well. So it's not like I was like texting or anything. I was just kind of sitting there. And <laughs> you were staring into space, <laughs> I, I guess. Looks really, sounds really pathetic, actually. I guess you're a little awkward. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. So in in light of that, if you're an internal processor, so even in the whole curtain rod thing, mm-hmm. it's not like Christina said, hey, why are we fighting? I called you grumpy. You're so you're not grumpy. What's up with that? That's not what it is. I mean, and, and in that moment, I mean, I wasn't I didn't want to talk to you. And I don't know. I, you know, I was kind of in my own world in that moment, mm-hmm. because one of the things that I've learned to do immediately upon getting into a conflict and and I'm and I'm trying to get faster and faster at this but I I try to I try to ask myself okay what did I do to contribute to this that's a powerful question because conflict is hardly ever one-sided now sometimes it might be 99% someone's fault but maybe it was the 1% of how you responded and how how could you have responded differently but even in that case most conflicts are not 99% one person's fault so mm-hmm. as a result what i've really learned to do is okay if i'm getting super upset yes i'm getting upset but there's no nothing to gain for me to be fuming so immediately i'm like okay okay yes she messed up or they messed up or whatever but Mm -hmm. what did I do to contribute so even in the curtain rod situation and I keep on bringing it up because it just happened it was okay I didn't have to respond the way that I responded Mm -hmm. I could have made a joke and said oh yeah I am grumpy (laughs) (laughs) I mean I don't know how I could have responded differently but I could have Right. And I didn't have to snap at you because I really did snap. And I was like, I am not grumpy. I spent time with God in the morning (laughs) reading the Bible and I'm not not grumpy. grumpy. And then when that came out of my mouth, I was like, yeah, I did spend time reading the Bible, but the fruit of that probably should not have been grumpiness. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. And now on my side, um, I just was like, well, do I need to say he's grumpy? Probably mm. not. But I, your truth when you were saying that I was frustrated about like, how did you not see the like curtain rod fell and hit my head? And I don't even know if you asked if I was okay. So I was yeah. probably just in the oh, moment of I making see. pancakes okay. and stuff. Yes. And it's like, ugh, 
Okay, and do you see me struggling? Like, five foot one nothing, trying to get a ten foot, like, thing up. I'm like, are and, you? And you could have asked for help, and too. And I could have. But I you didn't ask. No, and I didn't. You didn't even look at me. No, so instead, I, I'm very independent by nature, so God's yes. working on me. But... Instead, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to turn that onto you Mm. and just kind of spew that over you. And I totally remember even feeling like the Holy Spirit was saying, you need to shut your mouth. (laughs) Like, don't go any further. But I was like, nah, I'm going to go further. (laughs) I'm going to say more. And do you remember? I was like poking fun at you. I'm like, you're so grumpy. Yes, you did do that. Which is the bane or, you know, us both being youngest child. Yes. We like teasing each other. It's true. So once again, we don't have it all together. Yeah, we don't. So, <laughs> yeah. but speaking of family, Daniel, mm. um, have you kind of realized that the way that we handle conflict is sort of a reflection of what we saw our parents do and how they handled conflict? Yeah, completely. So even in my family, the way I saw conflict happen and and everyone in my family didn't handle conflict in the same way. But the way I guess I learned how to handle conflict was I shut down and I introspected. And, you know, maybe it's a result of, I mean, I had three older sisters Mm -hmm. and sometimes when they would fight or I would fight with them or they would fight with each other or my parents would, or, you know, because fighting, I mean, it's just natural, right? Everyone fights. I would always go to my room, shut the door, and just play video games or do something like that. And so you I wouldn't would, resolve it? No, like and even if, it was, even if it was me, related to me, I just kind of try to get out of it. And if other people were fighting, it's just like, I just, I just didn't want to be anywhere near it. So I just went into my room, closed the door, and played video games. So for me, I, I guess maybe that's how I learned to deal or cope, mm-hmm. in a sense, with conflict. And I just like, well, you know what? Eventually, the conflict stopped. So I just, maybe I should just go in just hide for a and, and hide for a bit and, and it's okay. But when it's fully personal and it's totally someone that you love and you care for, and there are many conflicts we had early on when we were dating mm-hmm. and it just didn't go away over time. <laughs> I was like, okay. Cause I'm always here. <laughs> yeah. Then, then I had to learn, okay, then I have to think through it, but that's when I had to learn, Hey, I need to actually say I'm thinking uh, otherwise, it's just like, why are you silent? What are you doing? Are you just giving me the silent treatment and all that? So, mm-hmm. And for me, looking back, I honestly don't really remember how things were resolved in terms of conflict. Like, I remember that... Um, that conflicts would escalate with my parents and then they would yell and whatnot, but then they would go into their room and then you would hear kind of like like the muffles of I couldn't understand their conversations. And then by the end of it, it was like they had resolved it. I never felt like there was a lot of tension between them or whatnot. And uh, perhaps they scribed to the thought before that you don't fight in front of your kids, Mm. like you fight behind closed doors. And so you come out in your unified front and so then you don't really see it a lot. Yeah. yeah. So for me, when we fight, uh, I usually will get, if it's like a huge fight, I'll get super angry, like just yelling and screaming. I haven't broken any dishes yet, but it was just one of those. And then if that doesn't work <laughs> or you're just like, whatever, um, I shut down. Mm. I'm just completely. <laughs> and my famous saying is, fine, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Yeah, so I've learned what that, 
I've, I've, I've grown in my understanding as to what that meant. Because early on in marriage, literally, when you would say that, I would be like, whoa, that was easy. <laughs> I was like, I guess I, I guess I can go out with the guys. Or I guess I, I just can. Won. Dude, I, I won. And no, literally, I was, I was like, this is awesome. I won. Like, this is incredible. I like yes. And then when it came to bedtime, I quickly realized you did not want to cuddle. <laughs> you didn't really want to do anything in bed. <laughs> uh, the factory was shut down. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Locked laughs> and I was up. like, what? Why is she? I won. Like, the conflict's over. What is she? Why does do she want to? Why can't I spoon her? Why can't, why can't we, you know, get going? And that's when I realized, oh, maybe I didn't win. <laughs> No, you lost. You lost hard. <laughs> the wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books, available wherever books are sold. So Ephesians four in in the Bible, there's um, there's this letter that Paul wrote to the to the Ephesian church, and and I just wanted to read it out to you because it's just it's I, I love the way that he wrote this letter uh, and how it relates to conflict. So this is what he says in Ephesians chapter four, starting from verse twenty five. Therefore, putting away lying, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor, because we are members of one another. I love I love that. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. And that that phrase right there, don't let the sun go down mm-hmm. while you're still angry. We're going to tease that out a little bit more. But that's kind of the, the principle, the, the heart of this passage that has really stuck with us over the years. Uh, so I'll just keep on reading. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. Let the thief no longer steal. Instead, He is to do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with anyone in need. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. Oh, is that not that like last part there about the no foul language should come from your mouth? Mm. Like that right there as you were speaking, that was so convicting to me. Because how many times do I say things like remember I was talking about before where I felt the Holy Spirit was like, shut your mouth. Mm. And I was like, no, I'm just going to keep going because I want to press this and I want to make sure that I'm right. Um, How many like if that's my attitude, then are my words coming out of my mouth? Are they really going to build you up? Mm. No, they're not. And then talking about so that it gives grace to those who hear. So to me, in that context, it's our kids. Like, is that, are they looking at us and being like, man, I really want my relationship with my future spouse to be like this. Oh, yeah, because nope. there's a lot of instances where they'll be fighting with one another. Mm-hmm. And 
we're like, what in the, why are they acting that way? Or even way? like the attitude what? or the tone. Oh yeah. Like, like we have where to be like, whoa, that from? whoa, take a deep breath. That tone is vicious. Yeah, it really is. It's not graceful. No, not And it's all. not about building them up. It's not actually about tearing them down. At all. No. And I mean, where do you think they learned that from? Mm. I mean, I maybe a TV is. show, but <laughs> no. TV shows Daniel don't Tiger do that. Daniel Tiger doesn't talk yeah. like that. <laughs> so... It is yeah. moi et toi. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So. Yes. So in, in light of that, the principle from this passage, and, and yeah, we could have just shared, don't let the sun go down on your anger, but there's mm-hmm. the, the whole passage is just so beautiful. And we'd encourage you to take a look at it again. We'll put it in the show notes, inbetween.org backslash episode 19. But that phrase, don't let the sun go down while you're angered. Christina, how did we kind of practically apply that while we were dating, engaged, and now married? Well, actually, I think we had mentioned this before in a previous podcast episode, but that is, uh, that verse particularly is in our, like, marriage vows to Mm, each other. We have it written down, like, our commitments, and that's one of the principles that we have, that we won't let the sun go down while we're still angry. Now, I think when we were younger in terms of, like, engagement or, um, you know, first few years of marriage, we took that literally to the T. So we would have a fight and then we would not let the sun go down when we're so angry. So we would stay up till like two, three, four in the Even morning. Even when we're working the next day. Yes. And a lot of that time was because I had shut down. I wasn't talking. So it's kind You're of Daniel. Right. You did being, shut down a lot. Yeah, so Daniel would be like, are you awake still? Yes. Uh, are we still working through this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and being you know like, what? You, you actually, you would shut down way more than you would burst out. I don't, I, I think there's only been one or two times where you've ever kind of burst out super angry. A lot of times you just really shut down. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and it was like a vault. I was like, yes. I, it was like, it was like I had a keychain with like a thousand keys on it and I would try whatever I could <laughs> do to unlock the vault. And the vault just would not open. Well, and I'm a stubborn person. And you, my parents would attest to this, that there were times where in my head I'd be like, I'm not going to talk to them. Mm. Nope. So I would go like probably a day or two and not say anything. Mm. And they would talk to me and I would respond in my head, but I would have a complete like blank <laughs> look on my face. So I had a lot of practice on this shutting down, apparently. Yes. <laughs> so what we've learned over the years about this idea and this and this principle don't let the sun go down while you're still angry we don't think that means that everything needs to be completely resolved all the time but and you, you want to begin the process mm-hmm. and you want to get to the point it's it's kind of like an art right and, and you really kind of have to feel it out but for us if if by the end of the night we can say yes to yes i can yes you know genuinely i I'm going to pray for Christina. Like genuinely, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And genuinely, I want to bless them. Yes, there are a few things, loose ends that we haven't worked out Mm -hmm. and talked through. And and at 2 a.m. in the morning or 1 a.m. in the morning, we are not in the right mental state to go as detailed or, you know, detailed into that. But I think we're good enough and we can pick this up the next day. Because have you ever tried to pray for your enemies? It's really, really tough. It is. And like to actually pray like blessing over them. Yeah. It is really, really tough because God will be like, do you really mean that? So, and yeah, so I loved what you were saying about the fact that 
we're coming to a point where we can say, you know, I love you. I want the best for you Mm -hmm. and that we are on the same team. Um, I think especially we've had decisions where we would know the answer, you know, the very next day. There's been decisions, especially about moving, where it's been months upon months upon months, where we've had to, you know, make decision after decision that would affect our whole family. And we've had fights over that. So those fights aren't going to end that day because we don't actually have the answer. We don't know if we're moving or we're staying. But being able to end every night being like, yeah, we're on the same team. We want the best for all of us. It's not just the best for me and you better follow me. It's, yeah, what is going to be the right decision for everyone? Yeah. I love the phrase, Christina, that you that you have here in light of the passage about laying down our swords. Why don't you kind of tease that out a little bit for us? Going back to our premarital counseling and saying, they were saying too, that we are on the same team, that you guys are on the same team. And I know that when we're fighting, sometimes it feels like uh, I have a sword and you have a sword and we're just going like a sword battle, one of those like back and forth or mm-hmm. whatnot, trying to see who's going to win and who's going to surrender first. Mm-hmm. But they were saying instead, you know, realize that you're on the same team and you are fighting the same battle. You are fighting for your marriage, yeah. for the health of your marriage. And so lay down those swords. Mm. So in, in, in light of that, right, I mean, lay down your swords, pick up your shields, right? Because in conflict, I mean, when, I, when you lose, I lose. When I lose, you lose. I mean, right? I mean, there's just, yes. it's, a, it's a no sum game. There's no sum game when conflict happens and one side feels like they won. <laughs> because you know that, that victory, even if you feel like it's a victory on yourself, it's not going to last forever. No, it's not. So the next time you're in a conflict, we really want to encourage you to, uh, as you're talking, switch to I statements. And, mm-hmm. and the beauty of the I statement, and this is something that we're continually teaching our kids, especially as they're trying to resolve conflict. Right. When we're angry, when we're upset, it's always more about the other person than it is about you. Well, you made me do this or you did that you or, made me feel yeah and mm-hmm. it is a lot of you statements and anytime someone says you with that face with that tone with the with finger the, yeah, with the finger i mean it does not feel good no and right away don't you feel like your shields are like your defense mechanisms mm-hmm, are up like mm-hmm. whatever you're gonna say is i'm gonna block it and i'm gonna come stab my you know yeah so, hurting words against you so when the com like even for us christina when the whole kitchen rod thing happened the curtain rod thing happened like what could you have said because you were kind of the first one to say something mm-hmm. what could you have said in an i statement differently and then and I'll kind of respond with what I could have said. Right. I think I could have said. Like as we were resolving the right, conflict. Like I, I needed help and I felt like you were not available or and I felt hurt that you did not see that I needed help. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So even just there. Mm-hmm. Right. Versus you didn't help me. You saw what happened. You don't Clearly, care. You don't care. Right. I mean, you just see the tone, the complete tone. Mm-hmm. So the next time you're trying to resolve conflict, turn to I statements, bring it upon yourself and how you 
responded so even for me if you had said that that. take ownership so so even if even if you said that i you know i would say well i and and part of the i is that you're looking at what you have done and Mm -hmm. what you have contributed responsibility yeah because we've all we all have a part in the conflict so i could have responded with well i didn't realize you needed help it looked like you had everything under control but i'm sorry i i probably should have asked i I probably should have at least asked if you were okay rather than just ignoring it's like we like redid it like turn back time yeah (laughs) (laughs) well that morning would have gone so much better (laughs) yes (laughs) so when when you work through i statements like that Right. And when you do things, another principle is like a or a tip is like a three second rule. So the next think time, about basically before you let the words spew out of your mouth, take a breath. Talk about like almost like hold a bubble in your mouth mm. and wait for three seconds and think about it and be like, is this like we're going back to the verse? Is this going to show the other person that I love them? Mm. Is this going to the ears, whether they're big ears or little ears who are listening around us? Are they going to see the love that we have for each other? Are they going to be seasoned with grace? And if they're not, maybe you just need to swallow that bubble and try to think of something else to say. Yeah, and that and that's where I love this other verse from James chapter 1 and uh, it's 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 basically goes to the effect of hey, you know, be quick to listen, slow to speak, uh slow to become angry, abounding in love. And that's just a principle that I've really I uh, want I've 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 really strived to to live my life around in my conversations with other people mm-hmm. to say, okay, you know what, what what does it look like for me to before I burst out before I react to have those three second you know to take the three second rule so when you use i statements in the next time you're resolving conflict when you try to use the three second rule before you respond when you lay down your sword and pick up your shield Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you realize that in conflict when you lose i lose when you do all of those things and you you really try to talk through things because you don't want the sun to go down while you're still angry at, an, mm-hmm. at one another. The question that's begging to be answered or asked is, what does it mean when it's actually resolved? Like, let's say you do all those things. How do you know when everything's okay again? And I think it's different for every person. It is. And I think that's a great conversation to have with your spouse, too. At what point does it mean that both sides are feeling at ease, both sides are feeling that the conflict has been resolved. Mm. So for me, it's uh, I, my love language is touch. So if I feel like I can like cuddle next to you and be able to talk to you and to you know look you in the eye and not have like a want to punch you in the face kind of mm. thoughts, right? And being able to pray with you. I think for me, those are good signs. I'm like, okay, yeah. And not wake up the next morning and be like, Hmm, I really want to continue this on so I can, you know, say like these five different comebacks I didn't think about yesterday, but these ones are good ones. Yeah. And what's what's different is I am okay with all that stuff, but to be honest, uh you know, <laughs> you know, it's a I don't know what to say. <laughs> Kidding. I guess I'm like, I'm reading I'm reading what I'm about to say and I'm just totally 
getting nervous saying it, but I'll just I'll just go ahead. I'll just go ahead and say it. Okay, he's going to talk about sex. So if you have youngins in the room, like you know, you, your discretion. Just hit pause. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, and if you're my sisters, you know, you could. Skip. Or mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to listen. Fast to this. forward. But for me, honestly, after we go through a conflict, and whether it's during the day or at night, if we have sex. I mean, that and, and you're willing to have sex and, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and that happens th- for me, that is kind of my indicator. Oh, yeah, the conflict's resolved. Everything's OK again. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know where that's come from or, or whatnot, but that's kind of how I, I feel. And I'm like, yeah, OK, the conflict has resolved. And maybe it's 2 a.m. in the morning and it, we're just in- incredibly tired. And that's fine. I mean, I don't want to do it in 2 a.m. either. <laughs> but the next day. You know, there, there's kind of this thing in me where it's like, well, is she willing to? Is mm-hmm. she wanting to? And if you aren't, then I'm like, well, why? Yes. And that's a good, I would say, indicator for me. Like, I don't need to have sex to feel like things are resolved. Like, that's there's other indications, as I was saying beforehand. However, if you're like hinting or asking after and I'm like nope get your hands off of me to me that is an indication that you know what Christina you're still harboring bitterness or you know anger or whatnot against him so you're not done you need to keep working at it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now just before we end off the podcast and once again you can go to inbetween.org backslash episode 19 for the show notes sometimes conflict cannot be resolved in a day yes and sometimes conflict cannot be resolved just between a husband and a wife so when christina um does a couple need to actually seek outside help in conflict well i do want to say a disclaimer first that we are not talking about physical abuse or emotional abuse Mm. or whatnot like to me that's not conflict that is abuse yeah and you need to seek help that's Mm. not about like oh uh we need to talk things through oh he's gonna change oh she's gonna change if i do this or i'm more understanding or i use my i statements or you know i think of the three seconds rule no we're not talking about that this is your sign that if this is happening you need to seek help yeah so let's just say that first Mm -hmm. no that's a good caveat that's a good caveat there's so so you know the the first thing is after that, if the same sort of conflict comes mm-hmm. up time and time again. So, for example, the, the, the reaction or the idea that, hey, I just, I just expect my spouse to know how I'm feeling and to, to respond in this way or, or that. You know, there, there are these right. things that you just, you just find it's every day you're getting upset or it's just mm-hmm. time and time again. And, or you and, were really hurt by yeah. something that your spouse had done. And you thought you forgave them. But every time you fight, you want to bring that like, remember that time you did that? Mm. Remember that time you didn't do this? And you just can't seem to get past that. Yeah. In those cases and in other cases where, let's say, trust has been severely broken. Mm -hmm. Those are times where you do need to go for outside counseling or uh, just seek outside help in whatever ways that that looks like that's appropriate in those situations. Because... Sometimes you need that third party. Sometimes you need a mediator, a therapist or a counselor. Sometimes you need new tools in your tool belt. You've tried all these other things. It's not working. You kind of feel like you're you're at the end of your rope. So yeah, take that extra step and 
go for counseling. Recently, I've noticed a lot of billboards around the city that's about that's, that's trying to encourage the public to stop smoking. Oh, okay. So there's this one campaign, this one billboard where, where, where it basically said, hey, every try counts. Huh. So even if you try and you fail and you start smoking again, every try counts. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And, and there's a website around that too. So, I mean, check it out if you are smoking and trying to quit. If, if someone else that you know is, is trying to quit, I, I mean... Send them to the website because it was pretty cool to, to look around and, and, and how they try to encourage you and, and there are apps to help you mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And, and the reason I bring this up, because <laughs> we're not talking about smoking here, <laughs> the reason I bring this up is let's say you are in conflict with your spouse mm-hmm. and something is coming up time and time again and you have tried counseling, you have tried other things and it's not working. Friends, every try counts. You know, yes. don't be okay with... And, and, and don't settle with, hey, it's we're just always we're going to agree to disagree. And there's some like what 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 are we going to do our deck or are we not going to do our deck? You want to do it sooner than I do. Mm-hmm. And we've just kind of agreed to disagree because there's other things that are more important. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Yeah, that's kind of minuscule. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. Uh, we're talking about conflict that's that's dividing you where mm-hmm. where you don't feel like you can go to bed. Um, you know, happy with one another. You don't, maybe on the you don't same even want to be in the same one. room. Yeah, precisely. Mm-hmm. So let's say you've tried and you failed and trust has been broken. Hey, every try counts. Don't give up. Seek outside help though, mm-hmm. right? Because the past is the best predictor for the future unless there's been significant change Correct. or transformation. And that's why outside help does and is super important and, and totally recommended. Mm-hmm. Man, that was kind of a heavy episode, wasn't it? It was. But you know what? Next time we get together on episode 20, 20. Mm-hmm. we're actually going to have Drew Mosier on the podcast. So it was a fascinating interview where we just talk about life in the 20s. So if you're in your 20s, it's going to be an awesome episode for you. If you're in your 30s, 40s or over uh, beyond that, it's, it's mm-hmm. also very enlightening because there's a lot of aspects of that that applies to you. And also, if you have kids that are Teenagers working up to, and, toward that, this mm-hmm. is going to be an incredibly yeah. helpful episode. It's basically how to help parents um, raise adults. Yeah. Really. And right. how to... Or how us, to become adults. <laughs> and uh, for us, how, to, how do we really continue to become adults because yes, there are thriving, many days thriving adults. I wake up and I'm like how am I uh, who decided that we should have three kids and <laughs> what is happening right here so <laughs> be sure to subscribe if you haven't yet done so uh, you can go to at in between show on all the social media channels Facebook Instagram Twitter I guess not all the major ones and we'd love to connect with you and 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 before you before you close out and, if you have a question yes or an idea that you'd love for us to address on one of our future episodes, you can go to inbetween.org backslash question and submit it that way. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. This episode was brought to you in part by the Areopagus Podcast, two clergy of different traditions, Father Andrew Stephen Damick and Michael Landsman, discuss encounters of historic Christianity with other religious traditions. How do we engage with those who believe differently? Listen wherever you get your podcasts.